Chad Holmgren's out for the year. Everything is pointless. Welcome to the 2022-23 Six Inside NBA podcast, NBA preview. Uh, yeah, we're back again with uh, our second annual episode of this. So very, uh, very exciting. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be as long as the last one in which we gave you everyone and everything uh, and our thoughts on all 15 players for all 30 rosters plus G League teams. So we're not doing that again this year, but... It'll still be pretty in-depth. So for those that don't know how it works, uh, we'll start in the East, and then we'll start in the West. Uh, We'll do some quick little blurbs, and then we'll have award picks at the end. Uh, So, yeah, uh, we have our cumulative picks as well. Uh, This one, unanimous across the board, so this will be a quick one. We're starting in the East, by the way, our 15 seed in the East. Drumroll, please. It is the Indiana Pacers. Um, They finally blew it up like I was hoping they would. Um, Go, baby. Yeah, it's I think they're the expected. um, They're the expected worst team in the East. So this isn't exactly like earth shattering news that we would put them at 15th. And I realistically think that there's one team that can maybe sniff them in the East for the worst for the worst record um but yeah it's uh it's not pretty at kylie anything or no um you know i'm looking forward to uh getting to go to games for super cheap and we have a we have a couple young players that are exciting to watch we'll see uh how much they can blossom into uh true NBA players, but they're still super young and we at least have hope. It's not like we stink and have no hope. So uh, I also have heard uh, per the streets that Victor Wembenyama loves the city of Indianapolis. Um, yeah. So Who wouldn't bro. Most walkable yeah, city so, in the United so States. So beautiful. And yet. And yet. And- yeah, and yeah, all of our doors. Uh, he doesn't have to bend his head down. So, uh, you know, it's perfect. Uh, je parle français if you're looking for a friend. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> go Pacers, baby. Yeah, and I'm gonna go on a little, very, very short mini tangent. Uh, as far as talking about Victor and Scoot this upcoming year, I'm not gonna be doing much of it. You've heard me say everything about Scoot for the last year or so you've heard me talk about Vic now I believe for the last two years so uh I'm gonna focus on everyone else because there's nothing more to say about those two so uh holy fuck I am excited about 14 our cumulative uh 14 seed is the Orlando Magic the lowest everyone had them was the 14 seed I had them as the 12 seed uh really quick for why I had them as a 12 uh I am a big big believer in Franz Wagner However, I think their lack of a true point guard outside of Markel is going to end up hurting them, especially since Markel, oh, by the way, is hurt. I'm also not fully convinced that Jonathan Isaac actually exists anymore as a basketball player. Um, it has been for a while. Yes. Yes, I believe so. I'm going to check that really quick. Um, Cole Anthony? 
Suggs is not out for a long time. Cole Anthony is fine, but I don't think he's a true point guard. Like, I, I don't think you want Cole Anthony running your offense. If you want him to get like 10 rebounds in like some random games in February, he's, he's your guy and he's the best guy to ever do it. Um, but as far as running an offense, I don't think, I don't think you want him to do it. Paolo too. Paolo's phenomenal. Like we've, we've talked enough about him, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's our 14 seed. Uh, any... I need to publicly apologize to Franz Wagner. Cause I think I've called him out as a bum for a long time, but I'm, I flipped. I'm now Franz truther. He looks really good. Franz is going to surprise a lot of people this year. And I am extremely excited about it. Um, I could spend hours talking about Franz at this point. Uh, also, uh, Bull Bull was hitting like step back corner threes in their last preseason game, and it was fucking hilarious. It was so cool to watch. Um, but you know, I have them as the as my twelfth. So uh, next up, one that we are unanimous pretty much in the Charlotte Hornets. We have as our thirteen seat. This really surprised me. Um, I had them as my 14 seed, but, and I thought that was kind of, you know, maybe a reach. Apparently it's not, uh, they're pretty fucking bad by like on paper. It is not, it is not looking good. Losing bridges certainly hurts. And now with, uh, LaMelo out for, for a little bit here to start the year, it's, uh, I'm not a believer in them. Uh, Seattle, it looks like you are the you are the largest believer in them as the 12 seed. So is that more of a belief in them or more just thinking everyone beneath them is just worse, I guess? If that Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I no, yeah. I think I just uh, I just feel like um that they're probably uh um they're they're, they're pro, like I feel like they're high ceiling talent, like Lamelo, um, PJ Washington, and I feel like Mark Williams is going to be pretty solid this year once he starts getting a bunch of playing time. So it's like, I don't I think it's completely doom and gloom. You know, I feel like they still have they still have a, an identity as a team. You know, especially with the pace of their offense, which you know they definitely need to they need Lamelo healthy to be able to to pursue that. Um, but um, there's still a chance that he can come back before the beginning of the regular season, I think. So, you know, there's, you know, maybe there's some hope that they don't get off to a horrible start, but I just think that compared, compared to the magic who, you know, who have a ton of injury concerns and the Pacers who, you know, are definitely tanking. I think that the Hornets, you know, are committed to, to have a, a, a good season, with the core that they have. Um, and maybe, you know, they make some moves to, to get some, to get some help at, uh, before, like, you know, mid season, like, you know, maybe before like Christmas or something like that. Uh, you know, if, if, if they feel like they really need help, if, if the middle of the roster, you know, especially, you know, with losing bridges, I mean, they may not really know how that's going to completely affect their offense until like they actually start playing regular season games. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the Pistons, they're they're probably the only team below them. I feel like I could rank above them if I had to redo this again. Um, um, and th- but it's just mainly I think the Pistons. It's just I, they just have a lot of they have just a weird a weird mix of veterans and interesting young players. Um, so 
to kind of segue into them. I just, I just feel like, uh, I just feel like, I feel like that team is, is kind of a weird mismatch of like a bunch of guys that probably should be, shouldn't be getting minutes over the guys that should be, but I don't know. I think that's just kind of how they're going through their rebuild and kind of how Dwayne Casey likes to operate as a coach, you know, wants to reward veterans and teach the rookies the right way. But I think Aiden has a lot more that he could say about the, the Pistons than me. Yeah, definitely. So with, with the Hornets, I think the, the big thing with them, if they're going to be successful, like more so than what I think, which wouldn't be hard to do necessarily. I think they need either Booknight or McGowan's to step in and immediately be someone that they haven't. I mean, Booknight has not shown the ability to be someone yet, uh, whereas McGowan's really hasn't had the opportunity to outside of preseason. And he's still good, but I think bench-wise, there's there's not enough there for me. Uh, Pistons, spoiler alert, there are, uh, there are 12. Um, I have them at... Yeah, we're all pretty much in line with this. Uh, yeah, I think it was 12, 12, 11, 11. Yeah, so young guys, young guys galore here. Um, pretty much across the board, super, uh, super young with the occasional like journeyman, like a Corey Joseph or a Nerlens Noel on the team. Um, I, I think it is a very, very exciting time for them though and there's a lot of guys too this season that they're going to be able to get answers on Killian Hayes is the biggest one that they'll be getting answers on this year uh this is it for him if he can't show anything this year he is out the door um and then the other big one is can Cade Cunningham actually shoot um because if he can't shoot which preseason has he's had a rough rough go of things in the preseason um so I think it's it's a very big learning year for them. I know at one point I said that, and I still think this is true. I think there is a possibility that they could sneak into the plan with this team, but they need a lot of they need a lot of things to go right for them, and one or two teams ahead of them to have some serious things go wrong with them. I was so high on Marvin Bagley with this team. And still am so very happy he's not out for the year, but I do think that's going to be a massive, uh, massive blow to them. Um, exciting yeah. times though for them. I think it's just really, I mean, obviously their young players have to take a step forward, but even if they do, I think if they do want to sneak into the plan, it's really just a matter of like, are the veterans that they've acquired, like, do they still have anything left? You know, I think somebody like Boyan, you know, it's like, which was a very surprising acquisition. I think, Um, you know, he could be, I feel like that could, that could be either a home run acquisition or he's just going to be like taking up usage. So that's, so it's really, that's like, if those, those are the kind of acquisitions that are really going to make or break their season. Otherwise it's going to probably feel like that. A lot of those guys are going to be just like wasting the other opportunities for the young guys. Yeah, agreed. Um, Eleven Wizards. Once again, pretty uh, pretty in line with them. Uh, Johnny Davis has had a rough go of things, a very rough go of things to start um, preseason once again. And this is the first time I've ever even considered preseason in my life before, and I hate it. Um, but they're. I think this is right around the territory. You know, I guess maybe starting with the Pistons, but definitely with the Wizards, where it's like very realistic to see them being in the play-in um 
with with how things currently stand with their roster. You're going to get a full I hate year their roster. <laughs> it's to be it's a it, it's it's a interesting concoction. I am also it's like the same I, story with the Wizards like the past like million years it feels like since Bradley Bill's been there. It's just like the I am, same team. I'm I am ex- mad. I am excited for a full year of Rui and then Denny Avdia to see what he actually looks like this year. Um, but I've been irrationally high on Denny since he was in the draft because he is a European forward. So that hasn't changed. Um, he just now plays for the Wizards. Therefore, I will continue standing Denny Avdia. Um, it's it's funny because when you look at like some of these Eastern Conference teams, like the Wizards would not sniff the 10 seed in the East um, compared to the West. So it's uh, we'll get kind of more into the overall scheme of things once once we get to the end of this. But uh, this is where it starts getting fun now after uh, after the 10 seed. Any last thoughts on the Wizards here? Are we, uh, we good to put that one to bed? All right. So then we Tony have... Tony Davis our- is as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> inefficient like he's just he's not that good he's gonna be bradley beal he's they just found their next bradley beal he's gonna average like 20 points a game for some reason because he shoots 40 times a game yeah it ain't looking pretty um next disrespect yeah Knicks are our 10 seed (laughs) um i had them as the eight seed lowest we had them was the 11 uh you know i i don't think that there's really much to be said about the Knicks here either just they made massive like massive acquisitions in the offseason or did they even make more than one acquisition brunson i think it was just brunson right um so i can think of who did they draft i know that they traded the pick to get uh they got uh isaiah hardenstein uh, yeah no that actually was the big one um i think my biggest thing for the knicks so i have them as my eight seed i think obi toppin finally like takes the leap um hardenstein is a great acquisition for them too and then brunson i think doesn't he doesn't need to do much like this it's very funny to me when you compare the depth of this team to like the depth of the wizards or the depth of the pistons and just kind of how stark the contrast is um outside of cam reddish i hate cam reddish um no, bro. He's low-key so good. He just doesn't yeah. get the opportunities. I'm uh, it was, it was It was cool doing the solo pod on Cam, on the Cam Reddish trade <laughs> last year. Um, I, 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 just think so the, I just think of the Knicks, it's, you know, kind of like the Wizards. It's just a matter of, uh, like, how much their young players really take a step forward and, like, is the coaching really going to be better this year because last year it was a disaster compared to two years ago where it felt like they're really able to kind of manage the depth on the team really efficiently where like all the different types of role players and and prospects were able to you know intermingle and shine and it just didn't happen last year so so yeah they seem more cohesive yeah they need they need that All right, nine seed Raptors. Uh, same old, same old with them. Uh, I had them as the 
as the 11 pretty much it's it's not as much shitting on them as it is just having hope for the people ahead of them uh excited for coloco but uh outside of that there really isn't much with with this raptors team that's that's the most inspiring which you know you're you've heard that a lot so far um was malachi flynn a waste of a first round pick probably probably yeah, probably, yeah. So. um <laughs> that's all i wanted <laughs> yeah it's i was very high on malachi but he was also a uh it's an analytic starling there it's not a fun roster to look at uh all right that's enough on them eight the bulls our second biggest miss of last season uh the chicago bulls we're all pretty much in line with how we view them um it's it's the same team, frankly. Uh, I think they made. Yeah, they got Andre Drummond shooting threes. Yeah. So that's an acquisition. Um, but as as far as contributors, I think having once you get Lonzo back, which I'm getting very like I'm very concerned kind of about his health, considering this seems like it's happening more often than not where he's getting hurt. Um, I think having the full year of Patrick Williams and being able to see what he can do uh, with with that full roster, I think that they could be better. But my my kind of biggest sticking point with them is uh, what does what does Vucevic have left in the tank? Which it's kind of crazy to me how excited it was like when he got traded there and like oh you know he's going to contribute so much compared to what he what he ended up looking like last year. Um, and of course, this is a player who he averaged seventeen and eleven, which isn't bad, but it's not. It is not what you thought you were getting at all. Um, all right, fuck the Bulls. This is where it gets interesting. Not even actually, though. Uh, Miami Heat seven seed. Uh, Seattle had them highest at the five. Uh, everyone else had them seven or six. Uh, what is it? I guess about the Heat being the uh that led you to make them the five seed i really like them but <laughs> it's actually shocking to me because i'm usually like the lowest on the heat and i i hate them yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, i hate their organization like uh, um but uh but yeah no i don't know i i, I think uh it's just i still feel like that they're they're stars and just how they go through the regular season um you know, it just oh, they always are going to. Be, I feel like with how they how they go through the regular season and their depth and how they manage the regular season, you know, they're going to be a good seed. They're going to position themselves well in the, in the, for the playoffs. It's just a matter of you know how deep will they go? Because I think there's a lot of teams in the East where it's like they'll probably be better in the regular season, but they won't like when they get to the playoffs, they won't be interesting. And I think you know, like a team like Atlanta, I, I put as the eighth seed. But they're a team I feel like, you know, I could see Trey Young or DeWante Murray potentially being MVP candidates, you know, depending on how they play. It's just a matter of like, I don't think their depth is really built for the regular season. Like they just, they, and it feels like their roster is going to take time to really gel together. But like once they get to the postseason, I mean, it doesn't really matter what seed they are. Like, I feel like that, that team is built to go on a run like with the interplay of those guards does anyone know who the starting power forward is at the heat right now max Drew. i just i just looked haywood highsmith 
Who the Haywood? fuck is that? <laughs> Haywood Highsmith. <laughs> like Wheeling Jesuit is where he I'm went telling to you, this guy will probably be like a two warp player this year, just because yeah, easily. He's, he's, he'll be, he'll be this year's Max Struess or something. Well, no, this year's Max Struess is Jamal Kane, who they already signed to a thirty. Converted Mark his Kane was a dog at Marquette. Yeah, and he's now got a full roster spot already. That's so just based on preseason. Um, and, just like and who's, Jovich, who's and Jovich looks change? good too. Jovich looks great. Um, and I forgot about him. I just think that with him, they're going to intentionally take things slow. Um, he hasn't even. I'm sure you've all heard this. He hasn't even graduated high school yet. Um, like he hasn't passed his like GED exam. He's that stupid. Yeah, who? apparently. Uh, Jovic, who they got twenty seventh, twenty seventh overall or something like that. This is this is the clear kind of divider line. Uh, I I think you put uh, the Hawks discussion to very. uh, I think you set them up very well. Where this is where you start getting to the to the high ceiling teams. So we have the Hawks as our sixth seed. You know the moves that they made uh, this off season. Uh, Highest we had them, Kylie. You had them at three. So I think floor is yours for uh, for this one. What what do you think will happen that'll make the Hawks the Hawks the three seed, or has it already happened? I just really like the acquisition of Deontay Murray. I'm excited to see him and Trey play alongside each other. I think open up some other avenues um, alongside of each other, and I mean this is obviously banking on. DeAndre Hunter staying healthy, but I think he's uh, he's shown that he's ready to take another step. And I like their their front court depth. Um, I think Unkongwu or however the fuck you yep. say it should continue to get better. Um, spell Capella when when needed. I think uh, you know either John Collins is going to buy in or they're going to. Sh- Send him sailing and get something good in return, I'd imagine. And uh yep. you still got Bogdanovich and some other uh kind of fill in the gap pieces that I just think it's a pretty well rounded ball club with with some stars and some budding stars. AJ Griffin disagreed there too. I feel like they're especially their back their backcourt depth is ass. Like they, it's Aaron Holiday, Bogdanovich, and then beyond that, it's just like who's gonna like. I, I feel like there's not a lot. There's not I mean, a lot how of how many people to how start. many guards are you playing? I mean, if Trey Young misses some games, they have like Bogdanovich is gonna have to cover both Murray and Hunter. I just don't like they don't really have a bunch of back. Like that, I, this is kind of to Seattle's point where they're. I agree. I think the Hawks are really good but they're a playoff team more so just because that's when you shorten the rotations. When you have the long rotations, that's when you don't have the, like the playoff teams uh, versus the regular season team. So like a good regular season team usually has deep bench, a lot of rotation, a lot of like just a, a team that can go deep in throughout the entire season where the Hawks don't really have that. That's right. That's the only reason why I didn't put them higher just because I think they're going to, you saw it last year with the injuries. I I'd assume something similar is going to happen again where they just, it's going to hurt their regular season record. I think the Hawks are going to be super dangerous in the playoffs. They'll be really good. But I worry about their regular season depth and the fact that you need those 
eight, ninth, tenth guys off the bench to be like consistent every every day in order to like have a high seed or home court advantage. And I I think they kind of lack that. Um, so that's kind of my perspective. Obviously, if J- Jalen Johnson takes a step, AJ Griffin takes a step, like they have pieces that could take those steps. It's just you never know with them. Where did Herder go? Also, side side note. Sacramento. Ugh. It, it's weird. It's weird to look at. Um, his player photo just kind of gives me chills. It's not pretty. Um, Things are going to be a great league pass team. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh. All right. Uh. Five seed. Brooklyn Nets. Uh. This one too. I have them as my three seed. Kylie has him as the seven. Schultz has him as the six. Seattle has him as the four. Uh, I'm just once again buying into the talent and what can be with them. It doesn't mean it's like we saw it last year. It did not work out at all. Um, ben Simmons literally just needs to play defense for me. Um, if they have, if KD gets hurt, they are so screwed. Like they are incredibly screwed. Um, so banking on that not happening. And, I, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Kylie and Schultz, but I'm guessing that the lack of depth and probably the characters that make up the team are uh, are the yeah. biggest stopping points for you. Yeah. And that's gonna, Kyrie's not going to play because he's, he has a tummy ache or something. So not really. Uh, well, you said something up. Yeah. I'm accounting for a bunch of missed games from the the three they got. So, yeah, and I th- I think that's all. Those are all fair concerns. I'm just I'm looking. I'm choosing to look on the bright side of things. Um, all right, three seed Celtics. We're pretty in line with this once again. Uh, you know, we just saw them make a finals run and almost win it. Uh, it's essentially the same team from last year their big acquisition Torres acl or one of their big acquisitions they got brogdon coming in too so that's that's a big one um skip the calves shit i skipped the calves all right well we talked about the celtics at the three seed the calves were our biggest miss but they were everyone's biggest miss (laughs) as the four seed um you know the acquisitions kylie has them as as his one seed so floor is yours with this one. Um, um I mean, I I think Donovan Mitchell's a really good player and I think Evan Mobley is gonna be very, very good next year. Um I just like how they're built. Um and I think they have pretty solid depth. So yeah, I don't know. I they're all right on their young talents right on the step and if they can seamlessly fit donovan mitchell and into their uh rotation then i think they'll just be a consistent team that you don't want to see on a random tuesday night in december yeah i i think they're good enough to like if they make it they'll make some noise and i think they also have enough they have enough wiggle room too in the form of kind of younger trade pieces that if they want to go out and get a proven guy that they're still able to do that um it's it's nice not having them be an underrated team anymore uh they need a coro to be good 
for they need a Coro to be good. Yes. Because like their backcourt right now is Seti, Seti, uh, Raul Nato, and Akoro. So Akoro yeah. needs to be like a guy. I like the the Cavs are, and the Hawks are like the same types of team for me. The same situation. Yeah, I think I think you, it will, a lot of they have, you know, I, I really like Okoro's like defensive metrics. So if anything, it's like I think they're defensively they're going to be really good, and so that's going to be yeah. that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I mean, I have Mobley as my uh, defensive player of the year. I think, um, or, uh, yeah. so I, I feel like, uh, yeah, like the, the, they're a team like kind of like the Hawks. Like I don't see them gelling right away. I'm, I think I'm the lowest out of all of uh, us on them at six. So. But I, I mean, I still feel like that they could they could go very far. Um, I think I like the Hawks more based on the like in the postseason. Um, but uh, I don't know, like that defense. If and, and if they can figure out like a really good offense and how to distribute the ball between all those guys, especially you know Garland and Mitchell, like both of those guys are very ball dominant guards. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I mean, Atlanta has like the same problem. So, you know, it's just a matter of how either of those teams can work that out. And Levert needs to be able to hit threes. Yeah, Levert needs to to exist. I think they've uh, they've invested a lot in him, so he needs to be good. I think Garland will be fine playing off the ball too. Um, All right, two two spots left here. Uh, Boxer hour two seed. Schultz, this is this is you. Um, highest we are on them is we it's all literally the have them as a two. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the Bucks. It's the same roster as usual. Um, and the reason I don't have them at the one seed is because Middleton's going to probably be out until this. I, I guess he probably won't play like full minutes until December. So that's the only reason why I'm not. I'd probably have them as the one seed like usual, but just because of that, I'm a little worried. But the Bucks kind of fit my criteria of good depth and really good team. That's kind of like for a regular season team. Um, I think they're a good playoff team, obviously too. They have the best um, player in the NBA. So that always helps, but I mean, we'll see if Bochamp's any good, the bench is going to be even better than it was last year. Um, Shooting should be fine. Um, Not really too worried. It's the same roster. So we'll see. So if, if you've been uh, crossing off teams at home, no surprise here. Uh, our one seed is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, PJ, PJ Tucker was the big acquisition. Uh, but this is a scary not, team. Yeah, not just that, though. Melton yeah. was a great acquisition. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel House was a great acquisition. I mean, Montrez Harrell was a great acquisition. I mean, I think, I think this team, I mean, they – they have brought the band back together from the Rockets. And I mean, with Embiid is there. And so it's just like, this is, I think this is the, this is the final push, you know, for Daryl Morey and the analytics community to, to get the, to get, to get this ring for the, for the boys. So I'm, I, you know, I'm rooting for this team so hard this year. I, I hope they can get it done and, and, and prove all the haters wrong. You know, I, I, um, I think Harden is, is motivated more than ever. It seems like um, hopefully you can prove it on the court and it's not just talk this time. Uh, 
but um, you know, I'm really excited about the Sixers. Like they're a fun team and I think they're so much deeper than they were last year. And um, I think they'll be able to, they'll have a lot more versatility when things go wrong. And so it's like if somebody like Tobias Harris is struggling, you know, I feel like they'll have options to be able to kind of like to replace him on the court, you know, with some level of efficiency. So I, I love this team. They're my title um, uh, pick. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, go Sixers. Well, I haven't even talked about Tyrese Maxey either. Yeah, he's like I know, <laughs> like it's, it's insane. <laughs> it, this this team is a uh, deep. Kylie, you have them as the five. Uh poor K. Yeah, I think Harden's a bitch made cat and. And beat will be hurt at some point, and I mean we'll see how Maxi does with a bunch of bench guys. I yeah, just that's. I'm like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say that that definitely would be the. That's the downside for this team. I just I I think if that happens, though, I think you still have Maxi kind of taking that step. That it won't, you know, even if Harden ain't ain't Harden, I think it won't it won't matter too much unless Embiid gets hurt. But that's still five seed in a, in a good Eastern Conference. Oh yeah, true. That's just seeding, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. And I feel like Montrez Harrell. You know, I think this is an environment where he can really thrive. And so if Embiid does miss some games, I mean, obviously there, you know, Harrell has a ton of defensive question marks, but he's still a guy. I think the advanced metrics, you know, like a lot more than I feel like scouts do, and. Um, I just think it with the, in this kind of offense, especially with like with Harden, like he's a guy where if Embiid does miss time, I feel like he can really step up and he's a guy I'm, I'm a really high on. And so it's like, I think that would be if, if, even if he does miss time, like they'll be able to figure it out. Agreed. So this will be, uh, I, I guess we'll end with this. We have like 60 seconds left. Award, we'll have a full awards pick coming up on the next one. Uh, the award that you feel most comfortable with for your uh, for your picks. Uh, mine, I'm going to go with Chris Finch, Coach of the Year. For those that don't know, you will know this upcoming season, Timberwolves head coach. Uh, Schultz, most comfortable award. None of them. Um, I'm going to go Luca MVP. They like the league wants to give Luca an MVP, so why not this year? All right, Kylie, most comfortable award? Uh, Evan Mobley, most improved. Oh, nice. And then finally, Seattle, most comfortable award? Uh, does, does champion count? Yes. Or, oh, yeah, 76ers title. Let's go. <laughs> bow, bow, all bow, right, bow, bow, bow. the best award of them all. So Daryl that is Morey, all the, baby! Daryl Morey's <laughs> back. He got the band back together. We will be back next time with our Western Conference preview. So see y'all in a few days. Pinky died for this. <laughs>